Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yo, 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 what's poppin'? You kicking it with the coldest podcast in the land. I'm your boy, B. Jones, a.k.a. Bolo, and you know when I'm pulling up to the porch. I can't pull up without my dog. Yes, sir. What's going on, man? It's your boy, Big Smitty, a.k.a. D-Nice. And where we at again, Bolo? Y'all know we in a place to be, so tell a friend to tell a friend to grab a drink and pull up, because this is the porch. Let's get it. Started on the porch, that was where it all began. Had to put in work, every day we got it in. We chased all our dreams and now they can't believe it. We make it look easy, we achieving everything we need. Now we undefeated, if we link, no it's only business. If we get to speak and leave them speechless. I did things for free, but now it costs to see me. When you see me, you ain't gotta greet me. Just don't plot to sneak me, I'ma see you. I'ma stop and watch you lose and get defeated. What's good, my guy? What's good? How you doing right now? Hey, new year. I will say new me, but that's so cliche. I'm just doing what I need to do, man. You know what hey, I'm saying? Man. New year, same us. We still grinding. Ain't nothing changed. Same me. Same and, me. You know and what we I mean? Got, just trying to get better. Just trying to get better. That's all you can do, man. And and, and I don't want to keep our people waiting because we got a super special, super dope guest on today, man. Superstar just put up to the porch. She's a self-proclaimed Guyanese pop princess, the hey. amazingly talented. Join Pauline. Welcome to the porch. Hey. What's welcome, good, guys? What's How y'all good? doing today? I'm good. I'm you good. Blessed. Happy I'm New blessed. Year to you. Happy New Year. Absolutely. Yeah. How was your New Year so far? It was good. It was chill. I brought them with family. I'm just been inside, you know, it's going crazy with the COVID outside. So Ooh, gotta man. stay out the way. Out I the thought, way. I thought we was good at first, and then the new strand, new strands like, man, I don't know man. what to do. Yeah, it's Crazy, a little man. bit too much, but yeah, it's been good. That's good. That's good. Well, let's get straight to it, man. I want to really, I mean, I've, you've been doing our research and learning more about you, man. Listen to your music, man. You have a, to me, a dope story. So definitely want to dive into that. Um, So first of all, you're from, you're originally from Guyana. Mm-hmm. Tell us just, what's the biggest difference between Guyana and living, living here in the States? Um... We have more freedom here. We're able to do more, you know, it's more resources. Mm. Um, It's bigger, like Guyana's a third world country. So I left Guyana and went to High Park of Tintha. And uh, it was kind of like the same shit because I didn't really leave out of the hood, the Swanson area until I was probably like truthfully like nine, Mm -hmm. 10-ish. And then you know, went to school and stuff, but it's not, I mean, honestly, if I would have left earlier or, I mean, like older, I would have probably, it affected me a little bit more, but the way it worked out, it's, it's cool. Gotcha. (laughs) Now I I, uh, listened to a previous podcast that you were on and you had said something about uh, in any given moment in Guyana, you might open your refrigerator and see an alligator in there. Like, break it, break it down. What do you mean by that? Because, like, what? that's something super foreign to us here, obviously, you know, in the um, States. Nah, just, like, we cook our animals fresh and stuff. So it's, like, certain oh, yeah. dishes and stuff that my uncles and aunts will dive into. And gotcha. me just being a kid, not necessarily knowing, you know, one night it would be probably something down there. It could be a whole, like, 
couple of chickens too. You never know, but <laughs> it depends. But um, that was like a one-time thing. It was pretty terrifying. But yeah, that was, I got That's out. You made it out. <laughs> That's intense. That is intense. Now let me, I've never had Gator before. So I'm, is Gator good? I never had it. Oh, hey, you never hey, had it before? Look, look, look. It's fire. It's fire. I had like the little, the little, um, it's like little gator bites, kind of like fried gator bites. Man, it's fire. It's this little seafood spot. You know the seafood spot in Cincinnati, you know, people from Indy go to all the time. Uh, It's it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't, I can't think about it. I know what you're talking about. I can't think of it right now. But it's fire though. I get the little gator bites, man, off the chain. Kind of tastes like chicken just a little bit, but it got like a little greasy, more of a greasy substance to it. But it's fire, though. They got some little sauce on the side. (laughs) Hey, Jordan, she ain't ain't feeling the grease. She ain't feeling the grease. (laughs) So, Jordan, you don't, so like, I guess, what's the craziest food you've eaten then? It sounds like you don't, you don't really fuck with the alligator. (laughs) Um, I mean, really, the, I still haven't gotten into this, but it's called black pudding. And it's like, made with like liver and like intestines and like oh, other man. stuff but it's really supposedly good my family always try to make me eat it but every time i see it i'm like no that's so like probably like, the one it, 90s dish i i, I haven't went down that road it sounds like chitlins <laughs> no okay it's okay. literally okay. black it's okay i it's can't black. explain it yeah and it's shaped like a sausage kind of and they cut it up oh, put shit. it through a little um you know how sausage have the the clear Look. casting, mm-hmm. so they make the food and then put it through the clear casting, and then like, yeah. Uh, okay. The, yeah, the, way, the way you're talking about it, I don't think I, I want to try that one. Yeah, but that's probably the most craziest thing I've eaten. I'm pretty picky. I feel gotcha. that. I feel yeah. That. So Jordan, you you transition. Um, from Guyana at an early age out to LA. Obviously, LA is like the city of dreams, right? It's a lot, a lot of moving parts. I guess how was that transition for you? Um, it was good. I didn't really know what was going on. Like I said, I was six. And then when mm-hmm. I came here, I realized we wasn't going back anytime soon. I was like, wait. This <laughs> and then like the kids were really mean. And then like, I got homeschooled, so I didn't have a lot of friends. And I was just always kind of like, I always tell my mom, I'm going to run away. I hate it here. I'm going back to that. But how's I going to get there? You know? So, right. <laughs> <laughs> as a kid, like, you know, but um, it was it was pretty cool. I mean, I'm happy. I'm very grateful. Like, a lot of my family went to, like, Toronto, uh, New York. Uh, they all around. But majority, like, some of my cousins still live out there. Actually, a lot of my family still live in Guyana. But, like, my main cousins live in, like, New York. Toronto and then I have like a few sprinkle dinkles here in LA but I mean I'm happy I came here because like I'm able to make a better life for my family mm-hmm. so we all, all right. could be able to come here and enjoy it right it's so much more than what we're accustomed to and believe it or not people don't really know all the stuff that we can get all the money we can make all the things we can see like you know that's just how it goes but I'm here to make a way. Yeah. I, I think when you're from here, you definitely just naturally take stuff for granted when you yeah. haven't came from like lesser areas and stuff like that. So I think you hit the nail right on the head. Um, one point I did want to touch on is you said when you first moved out that kids were mean. Like explain. I want to dive a little deeper into that. Like what exactly like was it? Was people just making fun of you from being from somewhere else? Like go dive into that a little bit more. 
Um, yeah, they're just making fun of me for being from somewhere else. Uh, you know, my hair wasn't really combed. I had a little accent. I didn't know a lot of words. I didn't know what people were even talking about half the time. Mm-hmm. Like kids seeing this, you're so obviously different. That's their number one, like, oh, she's weird, like, you know. Right. And then one time I got my hair done, I got some braids. And I was like, okay, cool. I was to go to school. I got my hair done. I got some braids. And these, like, girls was just so mean. It was like, that's not fair. That's not fair. Get a horsey back. It's hair. And then, like, was trying to pull my braids. They wasn't, like, the best braids. But I'm just like, yeah, I hate school. Like, this ain't it for me. I never yeah. got treated so meanly before, especially just like leaving from where I'm, from where I'm loved and cherished. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, oh, baby Jordan. And then going to a whole other side around there, just like, ew, what is that? Right. <laughs> just like picking on you and shit. So, like, I don't know. I hated school really early on. But then, like, once I got homeschooled, I kind of regretted not like giving it a chance. Like, I felt like a quitter, kind of, but. I'm actually grateful because, like, I don't know what I would have been on if I would have stayed in school. Right. Roll out. I don't know. Kids mean, man. I'm going to just say that. Like, kids, yeah. like, kids just be, like, I just remember so many times how how, how mean kids are. And them girls probably bald head now anyway, so you ain't got nothing to worry about. <laughs> they were just hating on you, man. That's what it comes down man. to. They was hating on you. So. Yeah. Um, on everything, man. Yeah. So, like, so, like, kind of talk to us about that. So, um, you know, we had a chance to, you know, see some of your videos, catch you moving in, in some of your videos on stage, doing your thing. You know, I see the confidence pouring out, you know, and obviously you got some humbleness about yourself. But obviously, like you said, back in the day, you used to get get picked on and people used to talk about you. I guess at what point did you step out your shell? And you're like, I'm going to do me regardless. I'm going to fuck what y'all talking about. I guess give us some some light on, you know, how you got to that point. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like fear is a trick and a lie. There's nothing to fear. It's mm. like God didn't make us to fear. He made us with power and love. Mm. And you know, like I had to just realize like when you're God given and that's your right, that is your complete absolute duty to fulfill who he brought you here to be. And I used to be like, oh my God, like, I'll be in rooms with people that could like change my life. And I'd be so shy to speak and just like you know, be myself because I don't know, you know, that's just our automatic like thing. Like, are we good enough to be here? Blah, blah, blah. Right. But like when you're in a position of being who God called you to be, nothing can stop you. Like fear is a lie. All the things against what you are divine and like supposed to do, like anything that's speaking against it is a lie. Like that's just a lie. And when you realize it's a lie, you just able to do you and be you freely. Like, and I'm actually, I'm really like big on this. I'm like still coming into myself because mm-hmm. I would love to be the complete utmost, like confident woman in the world, you know? And that's all given by like the grace of God. We're just like, you can't think of it. You just, you be it. Like, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm getting into it. Like, but it's just like, you just, you are it, you know? So once you realize that, shit, everything else is limitless. It's yours. Like, everything is for the taking. Everything against it is a lie. Once you realize it's a lie, it's She got me about to come to tears right now, bro. <laughs> hey, dom, hey, dropping doms. Dropping fear doms. is a lie. It's nothing to fear, bro. <sighs> That's some nothing real shit. Fear. You know what, Joe? Yeah. We, all, we all have our own, like, natural insecurities about 
life about ourselves stuff we wish we were better in you mentioned you know we might be in a room with someone who could change your life and, and you scared to make a move because you're overthinking stuff and it's mm-hmm. like it's all you're right it's all when you break it down it's all a lie you're making mm-hmm. up stuff in your head that's not even true you're yeah. just making it up so man i love that do it just do that oh, shit yeah. that's my model yeah. for 2022 do that shit be that shit and fulfill Dang. it because like why not do that Who shit, be that me? shit, fulfill that shit. I like yeah, it. For real. Like, yeah. for real. So let me ask you this. So obviously, man, we've been diving in into all your music and checking in, man. You're super dope, man. So let's go back to the, to the start. Where did your passion, your love for, for music come from? Honestly, like, I don't even know. Like, my mom's the manager. Like, she came to the States to fulfill her dreams of being in the industry, fulfilling whatever that is. And I would always go around with her when I was homeschooled. I don't know. I just like felt like that was what I was supposed to do too. Like I am right. a mom's child mate. Actually, I used to think she didn't really have an influence on me wanting to do music, but now that I'm looking back on it, like the influence is there. I just always wanted to do music. Like I always wanted to be like my mama and do what she was doing. So right. but the talent aspect of it, like nobody in my family sings, nobody like does music or anything. I don't, like I said, it's my God given right. It's just literally what I'm here to do. So I just always, I don't know. That's just how I express myself like in school and just like, especially when I was like sad, that's my outlet of just like letting it loose. You know, right. we have a lot of gas and <laughs> I have terrible analogies, but like you I love it. Yeah. <laughs> you got the gas, you gotta like, let that shit yeah, out. Like, and the way you let it out is through singing. I love it. Getting that gas yeah. up out of there. Yeah, that's really it. Let me ask you oh. this. Uh, I'm sorry, one more question. No, go ahead, uh, go ahead, go ahead, bro. You know, we're talking about confidence, we're talking about you know things like that as you're growing up. Do you remember the first time you ever actually sung in front of a group of people, whether it's family, friends, whoever? Yeah, I used to actually uh, sit my whole family down and perform Beyonce, uh, Baby Boy for them. Hey. And then me and my cousin Kennedy had a, like a duet group called JK, like Ooh. for Jordan and Kennedy. Uh-huh. And we would just like write these original songs and then perform it for the family. And then like, okay. Uh, my like uncle Imani Holly, he like managed like Nikki Thug. He does like a bunch of shit. Actually, has a movie out called True to the Game right now. Ooh, Amazing. Man. He had this showcase, and his son Little Manny was like, "You gotta go perform." And it's all these industry heads, like all these industry heads, which was like completely nerve wracking. I just came to see the show. They ended up throwing me on stage. And I ended up singing like my first song I put out. And that's what really got it going. Because if I would have never really did that, I don't think I would have been like, I don't know what would have made me get out of mm-hmm. my shell. To I, I don't know, but yeah, that is really what pushed me that moment. And everybody's clapping. It was cool. Not really well. So you must have did pretty good, right? Yeah, I did a pretty good job. So I was like, well. <laughs> Start of something special. So, mm-hmm. so Jordan, you obviously we diving into your music piece for the people who really don't understand or haven't had a chance to listen to you and, and you know, are going to start to listen to you for the first time, I guess, describe to, to the world, you know, what your music style like um, and, and what that comes from. Um, I'm a trap pop artist, a little bit of trap, a little bit of pop. 
then I'm also hey. going to be, so you're going to get the dance hall reggae feel regardless because that's who I am. Um, but yeah, how like the music is just the trap pop artist that's Guyanese. I, I like love that. it. I love it. And it's funny too, because like you can tell, like from your accent, like you get the, you know, that, you know, that can make you want to move. And then you get the, mm-hmm. the beats, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And then, mm-hmm. you know, you you got the, the, I think you just dropped something, uh, a little snippet on Instagram. Uh, was it deep? Yeah, it's deep. Yeah. yeah. And it, and it kind of gave us all the feel. So I was like, I feel like I'm in you know, a lot of different places right now. So I, I love the vibe. It was, it was Thank cool. Thank you. Thank Absolutely. you. Deep video dropping next week. It's late. Hey, next y'all week, y'all. Next so, week, deep. So we get into <laughs> uh, we get into your album, right? So uh, one thing that I was thinking about as I was listening to listening to the album and and, and doing some research on you, uh, the first thing that I noticed was your your project was called uh, Love Songs About Nobody, mm-hmm. right? Which I think is fire. So I guess where did that come from? And then my next question is. Can you actually make love songs if you never been in love or seen love? Ooh, or seen deep. love? Most people say, hold on real quick. Most people probably seen love, right? Yeah. You would think. Yeah. I don't know. It's a good point. It's a good point. I mean, when I came up with the title, I wasn't in love. Like I was a little kid. I wrote it down in my journal at like 12. Mm. And um, I have a journal of like song titles and names that I'm still fulfilled. But I really just wrote it down, like, unknowingly. I got, like, my first boyfriend at 17 and a half when I was going to turn 18. Like, I didn't know what love was. So that's why I kind of felt like it was a good title, like, Love Songs About Nobody. And I don't know. I didn't (laughs) know about love, and honestly, I didn't. So in a sense, yeah. But, like, from movies and, like, TV shows, right. I did have, like, a sense. So I did. I wasn't making music about love without right. knowing what the hell I was talking about. Like, I was making sex songs at, like, 15. And I don't even know what the fuck I was talking about. But I was. And I'm, like, you know, but. I mean, I guess it's just common sense. Love is common sense. I don't know. No, I think that's dope. And I think that just speaks to, like, how creative you are. Right? So if I'm <laughs> looking at it, like, love songs about nobody. And you, you just tell us like, hey, like, you know, I would I didn't know what love was. Right. And right. Uh, but you you've seen it, you've seen it on TV and, and things like that. So you're able to, you know, pull that energy and, and pull that yeah. pull that out from from different places of, uh, you know, things that you've seen or things you were exposed to. So I think that's dope. Um, I just thought the, the title was very catchy. Yeah, Thank you. absolutely. And it's crazy to think, shoot, I didn't know she came up with that title when she was 12 years old. Well, so like, damn, your mind, you on a whole nother. We yeah, all right exactly. here. You you right here with us. Like, I don't know you what guys you have on. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, That's I got awesome. plans. I love it. I love it. So, uh, obviously, you know, you have a video dropping, like you said, you know, uh, for your song Deep, and uh, that one, I wanted to dive into just the creation of making a music video, right? So, like, obviously, I'm not an artist. I know Bolo, he's not a, mu- a music artist as well. Describe for the fans, like, what all goes into making an actual video? Like, I mean, there's so many many details as far as what you wear, the different scenes. Kind of give us that behind the scenes, like, that breakdown. Um, I'm very, like, hands-on. Like, I actually dressed and uh, styled me and my dancers for the video. And, oh like, um, I don't know. It's just, like, just having, like, a vision. Like, first, 
first and foremost, having a vision is like, even if it's a color scheme or just like a color that like pops out to you, mm-hmm. always have like a starting foundation. Like a lot of my stuff comes to me when I'm either recording the song or like I dream of it. And then I ended up just waking up and I like go find things that like relates to my dream. And I'll be like, look, I see this and another that and we could like make it into a picture. Um Actually, me and the director, Supo, he directed it, the next video coming out, and I co-directed it. Most of all my videos, I have, like, a lot of input. Like, I, I know what I want. And it kind of, like, for actual director that's really creative and, like, that's his job to make a treatment and shit, right. like, it, it makes them kind of, like, rah, because, like, that's yeah. their job to come up with the stuff. But, like I said, I have a vision. Like, I know what I want. I know what I want to look like. I know how people want to perceive me. And there is a lot of trials. Like your first video isn't probably going to be the best video that comes out of you. Like you're not probably going to look how you want to look in your videos. And then you look back at it. Like there's a lot of videos of me that I look back at it. And I'm like, why do I look like that? Like, you know, (laughs) but it's like the more videos that come and the more you know how to act in front of the camera and move your angles, they're just going to be better and better and better. And that's what I'm realizing because I used to be really hard on myself about my videos. Like, why do I look like this? It's not like it's not translating right. But then, like, we spend the money on it. And I'm like, fuck it, we got to put it out. So right. it's just like it's like a dedication of just like keep doing it because there's so many videos I wanted to scrap. But my mom's like, we're not uh-huh. scrapping shit. You're going to put this out. I don't care if you're the cross eye wig lifting up. We're going to put this out. <laughs> work out. So. It is crazy because, like, a lot of times, you know, us as humans, we're always tougher on ourselves about yeah. whatever we're doing. Because I've watched the video. I'm like, our videos are fire. Like, what you talking about? Mm-hmm. But obviously, I'm not looking at it from, from your lens and your vision of what you wanted. Um, one thing I did want to uh, mention um, about videos and things like that is I've noticed, like, a trend. Like, a lot of your videos have a real natural, like, sexy vibe to it and just, like, kind of that free-spirited, just being yourself vibe, like, Let's talk about, um, you know, you, you adding that vibe to almost like all your videos. It seems like to me it's very intentional. Yeah. Yeah. Because I had like a lot of like feedback on people being like, oh, you don't do this right. You don't do this right. You know, mm. everybody else got opinions. Right. right. Now I'm just like at the point where I'm just like, OK, now you guys can't say anything about anything because <laughs> this is my art. Like I'm on the front line. Everybody's going to see me. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I had to like express that to like directors before. Like they were like, "Oh no, this is it!" Like da da da. I'm like, but I'm on the front line. They're not going to see you. They're going to see me. Right. So like, if I have to like overtime is a bitch too. Like, cause sometimes like sets be like 500 an hour, something crazy. And they're like, oh, we run out of time. We can't do the last scene. And I'm like, bro, I already did all the things you guys liked that I got to get this last scene because this is the only scene I'm going to look cute in. (laughs) Right. I have to like like, really fight for that right. But I don't know. It's just like, this is my life. Like, this is my livelihood. Like I said, like, I'm from Georgetown. I have to put my people on. Like, this isn't like a game for me. So when I do something, I make sure I do it wholeheartedly because I don't want to look back on something and ever be like, okay, you did that half-assed, you could have did it better, and now you know what I'm saying. But Facts. that has to go. You can't do that. No half-assed. No half-assed. Yeah, yeah. Gotta go all the way. Yeah. 
So speaking of speaking of that grind mode, right? I, I see a lot of rappers, you know, a lot of pop stars, R and B singers in the booth just grinding hours and hours and hours, right? So I I would never understand, you know, what that grind looks like because I'm not I'm not an artist. But for for me, for D Nail and for the for the for the porch out here, kind of give us a look into what a studio session looks like for Jordan. Mm, I got a session tomorrow. Um, <laughs> for me. Um, Gotta sage it, have the vibes right, uh, have the cookies baked. My hey. studio, the, the cookies gotta be there. The okay. fruit, gotta be there. um, the tree gotta be there. Of course, <laughs> the beats like I, I need good beats. Like without mm. good, cancel the session because, nice. yeah, the beats gotta hit and. Yeah, I mean, like, I've been having sessions uh, with, like, 40 people, 30 people in the room, Damn. and I like that so much. But now that, like, my career is growing, the more more people are showing up to my sessions, if it's, like, writers or producers or just instrumentalists, just, you know, wanting to be a part of it. But how I really love to work is just, like, three, four people in a room, and then, mm-hmm. like, let it loose because when it's so many energies and so many opinions Ooh. oh like that is a lot that's yeah. my way to put like i don't want to record but um yeah just the vibes right handful of people i used to have hookah in the studio but i heard hookah is really bad it's like 100 cigarettes so i was like no but you got the tree that's all you yeah, need got the tree you good <laughs> <laughs> So, so talk about like in the booth, right? Usually I see when I see videos, people love to get in there. Like you said, you got everything. You got your cookies, you got the tree, you got just the creative juices flowing. Are you coming in there with like material, mm. you know, like some stuff that's, you know, in the bag that you already wrote down and you just kind of putting it out there? Or are you just creating that material when you get in the booth? Um, It's a little bit of both, okay. like a little bit of both. Cause like, I'll have like voice memos on my phone of like a beat that I just got and I'll just like spit it off top, like melody and the melody, the beat will be hard. I'm like, okay, pull this beat up and just knock it out. Cause if I pre-record a melody, I knock out the song way faster. Mm. But if the beat is just hard and studio, it's my first time hearing it, that probably takes about two hours more for some reason. I don't know. But um, yeah, it depends. Like I usually do like old stuff from like voice memos on my phone mm. or just go freestyle and see what comes. Got you. Now, a question I've always had is, how do you know when you got a hit? Like, is it just like a feeling you have? Like, when you in that studio, you, you just said the last line, and it's like, do you just know right then, boom, like, that's it? When it just flows all together perfectly. Mm. It just, it's I like about it. To do with, like, the craziest melody, like, ah, ah, and it just go in there, you know? It just yeah. flows, flowing so perfectly like sometimes i'll be listening to my music I'm like, ah, yeah that right there i got it but if you just hit your head like this the whole time and you don't lift up to tell the engineer to do nothing or move nothing then it's a hit when you know you know yeah you know. oh yeah i like yeah. that i pick up on stuff quick so like you know darna and i did our research and we looked into your bio and i think this is something that's pretty cool because back in the day i was a big big time 
you know, Disney Channel fan. Like I used to just watch Disney Channel all the time and a lot of other TV shows that I know pretty much the world watches. Right. So right. Um, you were known for co-writing several songs uh, on some of the America's favorite TV shows. Right. Um, Ant Farm from Disney Channel, Shake It Up on Disney Channel, uh, Love and Hip Hop on VH1, America's Next Top Model, Bad Girls Club, and Keeping Up with the Kardashians, right? So I guess, how did it feel time. for you? Big time, right? <laughs> how did it feel for you to see, to hear, I guess, your your music on everyday TV? Yeah, I, I don't know, like, it didn't hit me back then for sure. Like I was just doing it because I'm like, okay, we're doing it. Yeah, I did it. And like, I don't know, like it just didn't hit me. But now that I'm looking back on it, like I was so young doing it. It's so cool. Like, and like yeah. I could have done way more, but it was that fear, that fake lie in your head. Mm. that was trying to stop me, but I'm actually really grateful that I'm, I was able to even do half of that stuff. Cause like, that's a really cool legacy to have. And just like, like I said, I was just doing it back then. Like I would write these songs, have my mom artists demo it, ship them out. And like writing music was coming, it comes easy to me. So I'll just be like, okay, this is this, this is this, this is this. And here you go. And I got a lot of songs stolen like that, but yeah, it it was a, it was a journey. I'm very grateful for it. It it taught me business skills, taught me a lot. So yeah, that's dope. Yeah. No, that's super dope, man. He was a accomplishment at a young age. So, yeah. um, so uh, switching gears a little bit here, you know, from the outside looking in, you always hear like these crazy stories about the music industry and like stuff that goes on behind the scenes, especially from like a, a woman's perspective. So, mm-hmm. you being a woman in the industry, starting off young, was there ever just any you know craziness that you had to go through or trials, anything you went through being a woman in the industry? Um, I guess it's, give us that that perspective, like how tough it was, you know, just kind of, I guess, working your way up to get to this point. Um, I mean, it's a lot of ego trips. Mm. Um, a lot of people have egos. Mm. Um, like I said, I know everybody you could even think of. Like, I literally know them. And like, it's to the point where I was just like, you know what? I'm not about to ask nobody for no favor because I know when that time comes. I ain't giving no discounts, nigga. <laughs> Rubbing them fucking pockets. I'm running y'all budget up. So hey. it's just like, I don't know. Like, I had to just learn, like, chuck it up and just be like, this shit don't come easy. A lot of people don't want to see you ahead of them. You know, you have to work for yourself. You cannot expect handouts in here. Nobody's going to work harder for you than you work for yourself. So it's just like, and these people ain't God. So mm. I just had to realize that, like, when it comes, it's gonna come, and when it comes, it's gonna hit hard. So, like, nobody can say that like, it's them, they did it, they the reason, this, this, that. Like, no, we're not running none of that. So, what? no, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's been a journey, it's been honestly like an honest, a honest journey. Like, a lot of people be like, I could change your life, you give me a little slice, you know, but I'm like, mm. no, like, I know, like, and this industry is this small. My mama didn't raise me like that. I grew up in this, like, and I'm a woman of God. So it's like, y'all can't do nothing for me that is not already, that my name's already on it. So it's like, right. what y'all gonna do for me? My name's already on it. This is already divine. It's already gifted to me. It's done. So I just, I move with that mindset, you know, Shane. And I everybody <laughs> circling back, they really, you know, and like, 
I had to learn that respect is earned. So mm-hmm. when you're doing you and you in your own road and you cultivating, you building your own shit up, that respect going to come. People going to fall in line and the rest is history. That's real. Love that shit, man. I, love, cr- I, I just... I just love how you a God fearing woman. Yes, you know yes. what I'm saying you don't you don't hear you don't hear you know a lot of people, especially that that has gotten to your point and seen so much so much success. You know, put God on that pedestal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's just awesome. And that's just crazy to highlight on on the porch. Like I think people need yeah. to know that. You know, what I mean, God yeah. is the reason for the season. Like you yeah. got to <laughs> like, so feel me. She got my heart yeah. beat over here, you know? boy. Like it just feel good. That's good. Feel I one hundred percent, one hundred percent, man. Um, and then, so you mentioned earlier that like how serious you take your craft, and like this is your life, and this this means so much more to you. Um, with you being from Guyana, and obviously understanding like some of the you know trials and tribulations that you know the people who are living out there today go through, do you feel like an added pressure at all to be successful because of your background? Mm. Oh, you know. Yeah, because like I still have people in my family struggling, mm-hmm. like that don't make me sleep good at night. So I'm just like, once I'm able to change everybody's life and we good, I'll I wouldn't feel so much stress. Or I'm actually not stressed. This isn't stress. This is grateful. This is just like. Okay, do it now. It's just like it's an urgency. urgency. It's not stress. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I have little cousins, I have uncles, I have aunties, I have so many people in my family. Like I have a really big family. And yeah, no, like it's just this blue fire up my ass, Paul's. And um, it just made me want to go. <laughs> <laughs> got to, got to feed the family. Makes me want to go hard. Like, yeah, I, 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 you got the best sayings, man. She got the <laughs> <laughs> everything is the gas yeah. is coming out, the fire up the ass, a lot of things going on, man. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. Yeah. So Jordan, you mentioned um, uh, before how you know the industry is this small. You know, you pretty much. Can pretty much know you pretty much can name drop know you know pretty much anybody in the industry. Has there ever been anybody that you wanted to collaborate with or mm. any upcoming artists that you're like, okay, I wouldn't mind you know doing a project or two with them? Yes, a few. I'm actually in the works of doing some really special features. Um, everybody's been it's the first quarters too, so everybody's you know wrapping up the projects, getting like shipped and sold off. But um, I do have some in the works. Nice. Nikki Anything Denon, you could tell the porch by chance? Nikki as my hey. number one top tier head honcho. I, I would love to do like a whole project with Rick Rihanna and Nikki Ooh. because those are honestly true West Indian people, goddesses like myself. So I just really want to do something with them. That's real. It's like anything. I, they have my utmost respect in this industry. And I've met Rihanna several times, and she's the sweetest, very nice lady. Um, I haven't actually. I met Nikki one time at Coachella, and she was just like Nikki, you know. But like, I don't know. I think about her all the time. Yeah. Is Nikki your? Uh, would you say she's like your favorite artist, like from a fan, the fan version of you? Would you say Nikki's like number one yeah. on your list? 
Love it. Yeah. And I've been screaming this a long, 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 long time ago. And everybody turned their backs on Nikki and all this little Nikki hate, blasphemy, all that other stuff. Like, I've been there for Nikki. And I need her to understand that I've been here. Yeah. <laughs> Nikki, if you listen to the point. She's been watching my stories and stuff. Like, she be on, she be, she be seeing Come on, yeah. Nikki, yeah. stop like, playing, yeah. man. We got Jordan Paul in. Yeah, day, day one. Like, hey, listen. Nuno. I'm Ooh. cool. With, I'm cool with Lil Wayne. Yeah, Nikki watching your stuff. Man, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe somehow, sometimes we connect, we connect the dots Bro. and we can make something happen. Bro. That's how it is. That's how it happens. That would change my everything. I'll be so happy. I'll be amazing. All I want, listen. All the thing hey, I'm gonna ask for. Put me in a music video in the back, just like this. I don't hey. need no money or nothing. It's in the back <laughs> like this. <laughs> you got it, bro. You got it. Oh, my word. You got it. Cool, cool. Uh, so let's transition a little bit to like who you are kind of like away, like away from like the music side. Right. So um, social media is something that we always talk about and there's always different opinions about social media. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Some people think it's bad for you. Some people think it's good for you. So like, you have over, well, I think over 1.2 million followers on Instagram. Explain to us how you've been able to leverage that following to really uh, help spice up your career. Hmm. Honestly, like, I've been doing this for a really long time. Like, I, I feel like when you just do something that you've been called to do and you just stay at it, it's just going to fall into place. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, I, I don't even know. Because, <laughs> like, I was going through my uh, following, like, my archive, and I just seeing, like, my life from, like, 2000. I had started Instagram in 2015. So I was seeing like my following from like 2015 to like to now. I'm just like, dang, I had like 187 here. I had like 200 here. I even had like 30. I don't even know, bro. Like, I, <laughs> I honestly couldn't even tell you, but I just know that it's cool because now like I'm having my babes. That's what I call my fans, my babes. Okay. Um, like, they're. They're actually like they're coming, you know what I'm saying? And they like they resemble me and they're like so cool and they're just like, I don't know. I'm just like, wow, this is all I fit for. I don't know. I, I can't even explain it. I don't know. No, nah, I I'm, love it. Don't know. It's just it's falling into place. Got you, yeah. got you. Now what come now, keep it real. We on the porch right now. You got all them followers, right? I know you got a lot of people probably in your DMs. Let's keep it real. Keep it real. God, bruh. So I just found this out yesterday. Uh-oh. Okay. There's different folders for your DMs. I never knew that. It's like four what? folders. Yeah. You got the request folder. Folders. You got the. Uh... There's a top request. There's mm-hmm. all requests. There's your hidden requests. And then there's like your general and primary folder. Mm. But I went through my top requests. And I've never seen this before. I have like tens and thousands of DMs. Like I've never in my life seen any of these DMs. They're like mixed in scattered from like 80 weeks ago to like four weeks ago to three weeks ago, two weeks ago. You'll be surprised who in there. I was gonna say, like, I was gonna say it's some blue checks in there, probably. <laughs> no, it's so many people. Like it was crazy. Like I literally had to like I'm I I'm trying to respond back, but I'm just like. Damn, am I too late? But it's a <laughs> lot of DMs. Like my DMs are pretty extensive. It's crazy. I can't even read all of them. 
I, I literally can't even read them. Like it's too many. And I and I found this folder yesterday. Like I didn't even know that's like a thing. And like it just won't stop. Like I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. It just literally won't stop. People are like, hey, we have like soundtracks for you and be a part of blah blah blah. Like all types of shit, bro. Like all types of shit is in there right now. <laughs> you know, I just got to respond. Like it's ridiculous. Like I didn't even know. I thought like I only thought I had like maybe like five hundred in my request right now, but those are hidden too. And then in the hidden request, those are another like set of like hidden. So I don't know how that even works. I'm I'm still figuring it out. But my Instagram DM is pretty uh it's pretty, pretty lit. It's popping. Yeah. It's definitely fine. So yeah. I got to follow real quick, Bolo. So number one, have you, like, going through your DMs now, have you had any missed opportunities with, like, collabing with some big-time artists who tried to hit you up on the yeah. DMs? Ah, Man. really? Yeah. But um, I'm, I've actually had my manager respond to some. Like, bro, somebody wanted me to, like, do, like... <laughs> Say it. Like, audition for the Harley Quinn movie and, like, <sighs> shit, like... It was, the DMs that I was reading last night blew me. Like I was like, "What? Damn. I didn't even know." I that would have been cool. That would have been crazy too. With your personality, you would have been in there. It's the movie called with um. I know it's with the, the Harley. She wore the. She got the bat. She got the ponytails. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, oh, that would have been hard. Yeah, that's crazy. Like my was. That's crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, damn, I didn't even know. And the thing is, I didn't even, like, you know, like, sometimes we just be moving in our everyday life. We don't even, like, account for, you know, our work putting in. And then, like, I didn't even know I was, like, loved so much. And just, like, I honestly, I really didn't. Like, I'd just be like, oh, whatever, you know. You popping. Like, I, <laughs> I didn't even recognize or realize, like, until I saw all the DMs yesterday. I yeah. didn't even know, and that's what T Pain was talking about when he saw. He said he didn't see them DMs. Yeah, did you guys remember that? Yeah, like, I remember I, that. That's exactly what probably happened because I, I, I would never leave nobody like on red like that. Like all types of shit, like producers, like huge producers and fucking huge artists and like all types of people. I was really shocked, like really shocked. Yeah. Are you allowed to say any names of like the biggest, the biggest producer or biggest artist that that, that hit you up? Um, ooh, should I? I mean, it, it's not on somebody hitting you up, like sliding it, like on some like working together type shit. Oh, I mean, like future. <laughs> hey. Um, we got like shit, Ronnie Jerkins, somebody that works with Pharrell, the the the. Nigo, Nigo, Nigo. Don't know. You know him. Nerd. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, hey. I, I, I know. A about. few people. Okay. Like it. It was actually. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hard. Hey, you and Future on the collab. I might go oh. crazy too, boy. Yeah. I, I can hear it right now, boy. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty lit. Yeah. So we gotta we gotta ask you. All right, we talking about DMs. All right, you're getting so many, right? Has there ever been a situation where, all right, let me just rewind it back. Okay. Do you do you prefer for a guy to DM you? Since you get so many, do guys DM you to take you out to try to get a chance with with Jordan? How does that work in in, in your in your in your space? It's not gonna work. It's not. It's not because it's just not. Just not. Just don't DM me on that type of time because like. 
the mind is on the vision, you know what I'm saying? If you're not adding to the vision and you're just trying to dance in front of the TV, which is like, you know, <laughs> dance in front of the vision. Another saying by Jordan. I love it. Like, <laughs> you know, but, um, yeah, nah. Those get ignored the most. That's why, like, I just be, like, skimming through my damn wow. Yeah. But if you try to make some money, <laughs> that's another story. Well, okay. Go ahead and slide. You was making that money, right? <laughs> when you trying to do anything else, hey. It's over with. It's over with. Better, better catch me in traffic. <laughs> catch me in traffic for sure. Yeah. 100%. 100%. So um, outside of just making music, what do you like to do for fun? Like, I know you're always, it's not like you're always on grind mode, always doing your thing, but. I'm sure there's a few moments where you can just like take a step back and breathe. What what's a what's a chill day for you? What's a fun day for you? I love shopping. Okay. That's like I haven't got to shop actually in a little a few weeks, but shopping is like something I can't live without. Like I love shopping. <laughs> um I've been trying to get a cool group of friends together so you can go bowling. Okay. I saw on TikTok these like group of friends just like drunk bowling looks really fun. Um no pressure. I I, I am in LA though. No pressure. But the bowling ah! group coming. I'm just saying, no pressure. Bowling <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would love to do like a really lit bowling trip. Um six flags. Mm-hmm. I love it. You and I'm just pool. like chilling with like the vibes, you know. I mean, like hitting the pool. I don't know how to swim and shit, but I be sitting there. Yeah, I can't, <laughs> I can't swim either, but I, I, I'll keep like, the water though. Four feet. That's, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Four feet, three, even better. <laughs> no, but yeah, I love I love swimming. It's cold, but you can't do that. But yeah, that's what's love up. It. I mean, I think it's important for you to take your mind off, off, you know, just kind of the day to day because you can I know a lot of people who, you know, can just wear themselves out, you know, you know, so it's good to take a step away just for a little bit and get back to Mm -hmm. the grind. I think a lot of people, too, once you take a step away, you have more of appreciation, you know, for the Mm -hmm. craft and and for what you do. So that's what's up. Exactly. One thousand percent. One thousand percent. So I see we just started a new year, man. Everyone's coming with their New Year's resolutions. What I don't know if you're a resolution type of person or what, but I'm sure you have different goals and stuff that you want to accomplish. So, you know, once we get to the end of this year and you look back, what would what would you have wanted to accomplish in 2022? Going number one several times, <sighs> selling out big arenas, <clears throat> big big concerts. Mm-hmm. Um making my catalog even more long. Like I need at least like 3000 more songs and I feel like I can make it happen by the end of one too. Um, having my merch out, uh, having just all my shit solidified, like sealed in stone, like having my fan base just like insane, like, Every day I'm waking up to more and more and more and more and more and more supporters. And I just can't wait till people actually are streaming Jordan Pauline and hearing me out, you know what I'm saying? And when bitches realize that I created this shit, 
and they stop fucking trying to give credit to these little hoes that's trying to look like me out there. <laughs> I need people to understand that the vision really came from me. And Talk, like, cool. me Talk your respect. shit. Talk your oh, shit. Cool. By the end of 2022, y'all gonna know who the real head honcho is. Okay? Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. For real, for real. I fuck with Joy, man. Talk yeah. your shit. Talk your shit. I like it. <laughs> they be stealing your whole vibe, don't they, man? They be trying to yeah. steal your shit and say it's theirs. Come on. Man. You go through and the I same thing with the porch. I be chilling. I be chilling. You be chilling. <laughs> Out of your business. Yeah, minding my business. And out the way. Grinding. For real. Yeah. Now, Bolo, I got one more question before we go to our quick hitters. So, um... Correct, correct me if I'm wrong. You're independent right now, correct? Mm-hmm. Now, educate us, educate our viewers on um, just, the, I guess, the reasoning, the thought process behind staying un, uh, independent to this point in this long. Um, really why I wanted to stay independent was just to cultivate who I am as an artist. Like, I've been getting deal offers since I was 15 years old mm. um they just pretty much wanted to sign me off of like my look and then just make me into something i'm not and it probably shelf me like they do everybody mm-hmm. and like once you have your own movement that can't be stopped and you know who you are as an artist that's more likely to have the building behind you than just being in the building you know mm-hmm. so i just really really want whoever i sign to to really wholeheartedly believe in me see the vision, add to the vision, don't try to take away and don't try to make me into somebody else like how they're doing every other artist right now that's popping. They're literally, guess who they're looking at? Because they don't know who they are, you know what I'm saying? And I know who I am wholeheartedly, so. Hell yeah. Now, you know, instead of me coming to somebody else's table, I got my own feast now. Everybody gonna come to my table. Come to you your table. Party, you know what I'm saying? So that's pretty much why I've been independent for so long. Um, I am in the process, but I am, I'm going to be signing and I'll be announcing it really soon. Ah, okay. <laughs> well, listen, you got a free pass to pull up to the porch whenever you want to. If you want to, you know, you want to make this a big thing, no pressure again. Let's do it. But the porch is no. right here for you. Yeah. Thank you. Let's do it. Yeah. I really am down. That's okay. Yeah, cool. I'm signing. I'm signing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I got my point across now. I'm like, all right. I got my point across. Now it makes a lot of sense, though. It's like, let me build up who I am and what I want to be first. Let me show mm-hmm. you that I can do this shit on my own. Now, when, once you sign me, this thing, this movement's so damn big, you have no choice but to listen to me because my shit is yeah. already working. I don't, I don't need you. You have the leverage now instead of yeah. vice versa. When you're a new artist and you get straight to a deal, you don't have you don't have that that clout yet, that following right. yet. So the label has all the leverage, and now they got you being somebody you not, and yeah, you got all these fake ass artists acting like they some, and, and it's not really mm-hmm. what they are. So that, that's real shit. Yeah, and true. Yeah. yeah, but let's move these. Let's move these quick hitters, Bolo. You you want to you want to set it off? You want me to set it off? I mean, how you want to do it? Let's get it. We can set it off. Let's go. Uh, all right. So we got our quick hitters here, Jordan. Um, so we'll just ask you a question. Um, just go ahead and give us a quick answer or, or a quick rundown of what your thoughts are. So the first question we're going to hit you with, um, we did ask a guest uh, beforehand the same question. So we just curious to see your thought process on this question. Yeah. Uh, so this is, would you rather? So uh, here it is. So would you rather have a broke man with amazing sex or a billionaire man who spoils you financially, but is whack in bed? Ooh. I don't care about sex. <laughs> <laughs> give, you that, give you that paper, huh? Give you that money. Yeah. That bread. Make sure the pocket's deep, huh? Yeah. 
It's funny you I said mean, that. Our, our last guest was, was the opposite. She was like, shit, I, I, I go get my own money. I, I need you to be good in bed. Yeah, I mean, I get my own money too, but still, like, I get you more. Could train. You could train your partner. You, up. you could train your partner. You know, all that money, bro, what? We able to buy a new dick. <laughs> but, yeah all right I- i'll take the next one so in a previous interview i can't remember what the exact question was but i believe you're a fan of hot tubs if i'm not mistaken you love hot tubs uh so this next one is would you rather make love in a hot tub or make love in the shower <laughs> shower what tell us why because you don't want chlorine in your People that do that in a jacuzzi, y'all nasty because like what are y'all thinking? Like y'all PHs and PB, your PDs and PH. Don't be off, huh? Don't be off. Don't do that. All right, here we go. All right, we got our next question. One has to go. It's either kissing. Cuddling or receiving oral sex? Which one has to hit the dough? Damn. Yes, Ooh. oral. Mm. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why you say? Why you say it like that, Joe? <laughs> you know what, home? Before she jump in, I I understand. Think about it. Kissing is like, you, are you gonna kiss? Like kissing, like the first mm-hmm. step of anything. It's natural. Mm-hmm. And then cuddling is like, damn, you can't cuddle with your partner. Like, that's just some everyday shit. Yeah. The oral sex is like, as great as it is, as we all know it is, it's not like some everyday shit necessarily. I don't know what y'all doing in your household, but mm. not every single night type shit. True, mm. true, but there's always a but, right? We just gonna, yeah, it's always a but. So, and she thought about it for a long time, though. She was definitely yeah, thinking, like, on I hard. like to cuddle because I like to feel safe. True. And like, I don't know. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I love it. Got you. Okay, so we got our last one, last quick hitter. Finish this verse. Now I'm gonna try to say it without putting the flow, but I'm gonna just say it. Okay. Call me nasty tonight. Yeah, yeah. Won't you come and get me? I don't bite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard when you I know it's hard when you I say it when you don't. Such a wedding tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you go. I'll put that pressure on you. It's hard when you're not singing it. Like when you just say it, that shit's hella hard, man. Shout out to her song, Nasty Banger. Listen to Toxic, too. Toxic is definitely dope, too. Thank you. That's yeah, we in tune. Song. Look, look, look. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in the Midwest. You're on the West Coast, so I'm in tune. We're gonna play. We're gonna put yeah. our listeners in the Midwest in tune. That's just what we do on the porch. Yeah. yeah. She about have a whole new uh group of followers, supporters. I want to hit every state, every city. Like 2022, we showing up. We showing out. Look, yeah. Bolo from Chicago. I'm from Indianapolis. He lives in Indianapolis now. I'm in L.A. now, but most of my people's back, you know, back in Indy. So mm-hmm. Indianapolis people, Chicago people who's tuning into this podcast, go stream all the Jordan shit right now. Right now. Pre- press pause, no go stream it, shit. and then come back. Fast. Please. <laughs> Please. 
He said, please. <laughs> uh, so let's go ahead. Let's get to our, to our, our closing segment, man. So we want to give you, first of all, thank you so much for joining the port. This has been amazing. Absolutely. Your energy, like, obviously doing our research, it was dope. But actually getting to talk to you and seeing the type of person you are, like, I really, like, me and Bolo are similar. We read vibes, and you have such a great vibe and energy. You. And your spiritual connection to God is, like, next level. I'm, I'm learning something being on here with you. So we want to thank you for even being a part of this and then give you a chance to just shout out like where people can fi- uh, find you, any new projects going on. Just take your time right now to let people know where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram at Jordan Pauline, J-O-U-R-D-I-N-P-A-U-L-I-N-E. That's Twitter. That's YouTube. And that is www.jordanpauline.com for merch and show dates. Um and go stream me. I'm on every platform. Go check me out. I'm on TikTok, Jordan Pauline, everything is Jordan Pauline. <laughs> <laughs> I love Thank it. you for having me, guys. Of Absolutely. course, of course. And Bolo, I know you wanted to close us out with, with, with a good word for the beginning you know, of the year, right? And I and I think it's only fitting because Jordan just brought us so much game. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's just only right to leave you with it with a closing segment. The porch, you know, I gotta just leave y'all with some words of wisdom as we head into the new year. Obviously, I'm wishing wishing everybody just health, wealth, success, peace. I'm wishing all that stuff. Um, but more importantly, my I guess my phrase of the year is complete the mission. All right, <laughs> we gotta complete the mission. All right, and what I mean by that is we put so many goals in line. You know, we do so many things. We try to strive for so many things. And once February hit, March hit, we kind of forget about it, start it back up. And then once the new year hits, we starting all the way back over because we didn't finish the mission. Right. Yeah. So this year we're going to finish the mission. All right. Jordan, you're going to finish the mission. We're going to finish the mission. On the porch. Our, hey, our listeners going to finish the mission. And then one thing I wanted to hit y'all with was, look, let the stress and the problems go. I think one thing that we go through, all right, world, the world in general, we hold on to the past because of what it used to be. (sighs) It's that it's that good feeling that you used to get in the past. Right. So even though that person or that thing ain't treating you right right now, you still sticking around because you holding on to that past. All right. So Mm. if that person right now in present day ain't treating you the way you should be like the past, you got to move on. All right. Move on because it's about you. All right. It's about Mm -hmm. doing what you need to do. It's about killing that shit. You know what I'm saying? It's about doing what you need to do in order for you to be successful. So, mm-hmm. hey, it's your boy Bolo. It's my dog, D-Nail. Yes, we in here with Jordan Pauline. We in this joint. Happy 2022. This is The Porch, and we out. We out. We out. The porch, that was where it all began. Had to put in work. Every day we got it in. We chased all our dreams, and now they can't believe it. We make it look easy. We achieving everything we need. Now we undefeated. If we link, no, it's only business. If we get to speak and leave them speechless. I did things for free, but now it costs to see me. When you see me, you ain't got to greet me. Just don't plot to sneak me. I'm going to see you. I'm going to stop and watch you lose and get defeated. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.